You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, welcome to A Mindful Moment. We are back off of hiatus and happy to be with you this week. Here is a little taste of what you can expect. I mean, there's no playbook. We didn't know what the heck we were supposed to do with ourselves. Yeah, sure, we we made puzzles and we made sourdough bread. (laughs) There are unprocessed emotions. If it's something uncomfortable, we try to ignore it, shove it aside, tamp it down, just plow through and pretend it's not there. And emotions don't work that way. How do we handle those emotions? How can we identify the emotions going forward so that we're better equipped to deal with these bigger life stressors like, you know, civil unrest and politics? It's so important when we look at our feelings, our emotions, to not judge them. They're not good or bad, right or wrong, positive, negative. They are just what they are. They're data, they're bits of data. You wouldn't say the bits and bites are good or bad. They just are the information. And that's really what emotions are. They're sending us a signal. It's an automatic response based on stimuli. Well, it's really great to be back. Actually a little weird too, but really good to be back. Uh, You may have noticed we took a hiatus uh, longer than we originally intended, but we obviously needed it. Um, work to live got really busy and we were very short staffed. So we, you know, had to kind of direct our focus on what needed to be done and something had to go. So we do try to practice what we preach. We were getting overwhelmed. So we had to take a step back and, uh, I'm really happy to be back now and happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. So you might notice this is a little bit different format. We are going to switch things up a little, honestly, on my end, it gets a little boring to be solo. <laughs> I'm sure it does for Melissa too. So. We're going to alternate between a conversation and a guided meditation. Uh, The only other change, just so you're aware, is we're going to cut back on the frequency too, at least to start. We were doing two podcasts a week, and that's a lot. Uh, So we're going to ease back into this, about one every two weeks, and then we'll see how that goes and how hiring goes, and then we'll see if we can ramp it back up. Again, really glad to be back. I think probably what's on everyone's mind is the new year. And so today I really wanted to talk to you, Melissa, about kind of um, what I see as one of the biggest challenges for people as we enter and begin 2024, which is emotion regulation. I think there's a lot of people who were still dysregulated from everything that happened over the last three years. And unfortunately, I don't think 2024 is going to be a calm year, at least not here in the U.S., um, but I know a lot of other places in the world too. So it's kind of bad timing to not have recuperated yet before we go into another disruptive year. Um, and so I just, I think that's a good topic for us to start with, because I think a lot of people might need some support in that area. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with all that we've gone through over the past couple of years, and, you know, I, I hate to keep bringing it up. I know a lot of people are sick of hearing about pandemic this or, you know, whatever happened in the past, but it's reality. I mean, that was part of our entire you know, environment was what we were going through. And I don't think people fully 
have come out of it yet. I don't think that we were basically completely unprepared for what happened. And this is not a political conversation. This is not anything like that. This is just simply about what this did to the human psyche and to our ability to regulate our emotions. Because if you think about it, you know, we are, we're social beings. And for us to be completely removed from any kind of social activity for many people, not everybody, but for, for many of us to be removed from that and then just to be expected to cope and to understand what to do. I mean, there's no playbook. We didn't know what the heck we were supposed to do with ourselves. Yeah, sure. We, we made puzzles and we made sourdough bread, <laughs> but you know, that's <laughs> lots of sourdough bread, but that doesn't really solve any of the actual impact, which we don't even know that impact yet. I mean, it could be 15, 20 years. So we actually can see the impact of what that did to us emotionally. And it's kind of why we're here today, right? So we can talk about how do we handle those emotions? How can we identify the emotions going forward so that we're better equipped to deal with these bigger life stressors like, you know, civil unrest and politics and all of the gunk that's going to be coming up and not trying to be doomsday here, not at all. But at the same time, we you, you must be living under a rock if you don't think that anything tumultuous is going to happen in the next year. So um, I do think that the better prepared we are mentally, you know, our own mental well-being, we're going to come out on a much better note, I think. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And it's funny because I, I too have talked to people or heard feedback from people saying, I don't want to hear anything about the pandemic. That alone tells me that there are unprocessed emotions, right? Because as human beings, what do we do? If it's something uncomfortable, we try to ignore it, shove it aside, tamp it down, just plow through and pretend it's not there. And emotions don't work that way. They actually get stored somewhere in our system until we deal with them. And so that's, I do think that this is going to be like, I think there's two superpowers in the new year. One is going to be emotion regulation and one is going to be empathy. And if mm. you have those two powers, you will definitely get through the year better than not. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I do. I do want to say about the empathy part. <clears throat> you know, everybody had a different view of what happened uh, when the pandemic hit, and with politics. And I think that if we have a little bit more empathy, we will not find ourselves in the same situation that we have found ourselves in these past couple of years. Because whether you looked at all of this as a political thing, whether you looked at it as being oppressed by your government, whether you look at it as a massive world problem, you know, on a health level, no matter how you look at it, whatever angle you are coming from, it affected you, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, it, on an emotional, deep level, it affected our psyche, it affected our ability to interact and it affected our ability to self-regulate. And I think that's what's sorely missing in society right now is that self-regulation and empathy uh, factor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think another thing that probably the, like, especially like a lay person, someone who doesn't study this all the time, um, what the biggest impact on us was the loss of the feeling of safety and security. And that is a core universal need. If we don't feel safe, our whole world turns upside down. And we went a long time not feeling safe. And so that expresses itself through different emotions, anger, blame, you know, all kinds of behaviors. 
but that's the core of it. We went mm-hmm. too long, not feeling safe and secure. And now many people are not bouncing back or don't have the ability. I'm not saying that they're doing it on purpose, but they don't have the ability to, to get that back. Yeah. And so that causes not just uncertainty, but that causes emotional turmoil. We had a collective trauma, a global collective trauma. Everybody's experiences were different, but also everyone's internal landscape is different. And so it's not even just perspectives. It could trigger things that, you know, went back to childhood. It could, I mean, there's just, that's why they won't know the full effect for maybe 10 to 20 years from now, because it also depends on your age. It depends on your past experiences. Like all of that stuff comes into play. But the reality is from the hundreds of people we work with every year, I can see, I'm sure you can too, that most people have not returned to their own internal normal. I don't, I don't think there is an external normal anymore, but internally, they're either more isolated or they're angrier or they're much less empathetic. So there's a lot of judgment, blaming, you know, all of the things that mindfulness tries to address to help us stay well and content and happy. A lot of those things have really been shaken to the core. Yeah, I don't think that uh, people... I mean, I know a lot of people have trauma, but I think as far as like a collective trauma like this, whether no matter how you looked at the situation, you know, like I said earlier, it, it was still a massive shift. And for us to just think that, okay, it's over. I can, I can go on now with my normal life. Well, I don't think there is a normal anymore internally for anybody. I think you, you go through a shift, a change like this, and you you come out different. No matter how you put it, you're going to come out different. So I think that us trying to maybe have a little bit of curiosity and trying to really understand the emotions and the impact that the the whole thing had on everybody, I really do believe that we need to figure out how to identify those emotions so we can actually process them because I don't think people have fully processed yet. I think that there's a lot of, you know, like you said with clients, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Well, that's because it's triggering something in you, right? You know, if you hear about it and it it makes me uncomfortable, I don't want to talk about it. Well, that's why, because we haven't really dealt with it. Yeah. What are some of your tips on like, how, how do you identify when you're starting to feel, you know, something rise up or because like we said, this, it's this dysregulation. We don't know how to regulate our, our stuff anymore, how to regulate these emotions. So what do you do? How do you, you know, identify, Oh, I'm having a moment or whatever it is. How do you do that? Okay. So before I describe sort of my process, I, I want to clarify a few things about this. So one is that all emotions and feelings are valid. We don't have control over them occurring. They're going to occur. It's our system's response to something internally or externally. And second, it's so important when we look at our feelings, our emotions, to not judge them. They are not good or bad, right? Uh, They are uncomfortable or comfortable or pleasurable or displeasure, I guess I would say. Um, But they're not good or bad, right or wrong positive, negative. And that's because they are just what they are. So they're, they're data, they're bits of data. You wouldn't, I don't know. Well, that's mindfulness, right? We're not judging the thought. We're noticing it. We're not judging it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if you were typing something in a computer, you wouldn't say the words, you know, the, the bits and bytes are good or bad. They just are the information. And that's really what emotions are. They're sending us a signal. It's an automatic response. 
based on stimuli. Right? So something happens and we get a flood of, you know, the emotion hits and then we react or respond or maybe don't do anything, whatever we do. And so it's uh, for emotion regulation. The, the key is to understand what's the emotion, what's the feeling, what's happening. And so that's what I do. I try to stay present most of the time. I, I don't do it all the time. I'm happy to admit, but I try. Um, and so if you're present, you notice when there's a change. And so that's the first step for me is I've noticed there's a change. So if it's internal, it's something like someone says something and I get that little gut punch feeling, or it could be that I suddenly realize I'm not nearly as happy as I was maybe 15 minutes ago or two hours ago. What changed? What happened? So I really use curiosity to just explore internally, my internal landscape. What happened? If it's something really drastic, you know, in my mind, it's like, what the heck just happened? Like, it adds another emotion of sort of frustration or aggravation at first. Breathe, I breathe, I calm down. And I just start to explore and question. So the curiosity thing works great for me because when you're questioning, when you're asking questions, it actually changes the brain neuropathy, different parts of your brain light up. And, and what I want to get, first of all, I want to get back in my head for a minute instead of it being the, like the stress response. I don't want it where it's my hands or my legs or you know, I'm ready to oh, yeah. run or fight. I want to calm down and get back to that. And then once you're cognitively aware, then you can move back down into your heart if you want to. But I just try to focus on why or what or where, you know, so it's just a, it's just an exploration. Now, if it's external, could be something like, you know, any of the number of events going on in the world. And maybe I hear something that triggers an, an emotional reaction. It could be, again, a conversation or an argument with someone. It could be that driver that cuts me off on the freeway. It could be the rude person in the store, you know, whatever it is. I've observed something that, again, has triggered an emotion. And same process, except sometimes then it's more, why did that bother me? You know, if I, if I hear a story about some tragedy with one of the wars going on, why, you know, and, and I get emotional about it. Some, some emotion comes up, sadness or anger or disgust or, you know, whatever it is, then I, I do the same thing. I question, right? it's curiosity. Okay. Why, why did that trigger me? Why did, why did I have a reaction to that? And it's pretty easy. Once you just ask yourself that question, instead of me stewing for hours over something, the question is, why did that happen? Why did I get that reaction? And for me, it's fairly quick when it's external. It's like, I can't stand seeing children suffer, right? That's an impulse thing. It's going to strike me and it makes me sad. You know what I mean? So I, I know right away it is, what it is. And then I don't have to judge it. There's nothing right or wrong about my feeling. But it is incumbent on me to um, allow that feeling to wash away. It will. It will go away. And to just recognize that, yes, that tragedy in the world is making me sad, but there's nothing I can do about that particular thing right now. So I just allow myself to feel how I feel, let it pass, maybe do something to get my mind off of it. So there's kind of different levels of the emotions, right? They're the ones that you hang on to, which cause you physical and mental damage. And there's the ones that if you recognize, again, that it's out of your control, it's okay to feel the feeling, right? But then it passes and then you can get back to what you were doing. Yeah, I think too, like for me, more in the past couple of months where I know if I can pay attention to my physical body, not, you know, not just my mental, not just my heart, but my physical symptoms, mm -hmm. that's when I know 
that something's going on. So like for me, if I, I have this past couple of months, I've been feeling very unmotivated and I've been feeling just kind of blah and I don't want to do anything. And I don't really care if, you know, no, I have a deadline. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) That's kind of just been my attitude. And I'm not normally like that at all. So for me, I've been feeling like what the heck's going on? It's not stress. Because stress for me, like my entire body is like, it's like live wire, right? I am stressed out. I can feel like skin prickling kind of a thing. And for some people, that's actually a good thing. They can perform better when they're like that amped up on stress. Not me. Uh, But for me, that's not how I've been feeling. I've just been feeling like, and that's burnout. So I know I can identify my emotions a little bit better by my body more so than um, my curiosity part. Like I can identify it better by paying attention to my body. But, you know, it's interesting. I think that we haven't been curious enough about our emotions. I think we label the emotion right away. It's, you know, mad, happy, sad, but I don't think we're getting really deep into the actual branched out part of those emotions. You know, we talk about anger and what is anger really? Anger is fear, right? So, We talk about that. And then we also talk about how that's fear and love are the two main emotions. Well, there's a myriad of other emotions that we're not touching on. You know, those are the base where it comes from. But if we can start to identify these other, you know, more nuanced emotions, we can get deeper into where that's actually coming from and what's causing that. Right. Right. But if we allow ourselves to get in this snowball effect of I'm not dealing with the emotion, I'm just going to put it aside right now. And I'll get to it later. If we keep doing that, I mean, I get that. I do that sometimes. I have to. But if we do that too much, which I think a lot of people did over this past three years, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. It starts to create a buildup. And then that buildup is lowering our tolerance to be able to respond rather than react. So now we don't have that ability to respond. Now we're just reacting because we no longer have that like It's almost like a balloon to me, like you're running out of that air to be able to actually intelligently respond to something than that knee-jerk reaction. That's the self-regulation. Yeah, absolutely. And so many things affect it too. So if you're tired, if you're really fatigued, if you're unwell, like maybe physically, or like I just got over a bad cold, if you're, when any, anything that diminishes your, if you think of your whole system's uh, energy or force. Each thing that is happening, so if it's physical, mental, emotional, it doesn't really matter, it starts whittling away at it. And the main thing too is willpower. So willpower is finite. We have the most in the morning. As we go through the day, I think of like people who are chipping away at it all day long, or I'm chipping away at myself. And then by the end of the day, we, ha- we have much less willpower, which means we have less patience. We have less emotion regulation. We have less empathy. And so if we're not aware of what's going on, so this goes back to being present. And if we're not very aware of what emotions we're feeling, which is where I think a lot of the problem is, then we're not going to feel better. We may get up the next morning and have a little bit restored, but it's just going to wear down again faster. So I do think a lot of this is about, again, you can't control the fact that you have emotions and feelings they are going to happen. And sometimes you can't even fully control your ability to react or respond. But in that moment, you know, maybe you have to just remove yourself or wait till you're alone or whatever it is. But at some point you do have to do that reflective work. Even if it's just a couple of minutes, it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour long therapy session. It just needs to be where you go. Okay. 
where am I feeling this in my body? Or what was I thinking right before I noticed I was feeling bad? Or what did somebody say to me that seems to have sparked this? And not blaming them, but asking yourself, why did that upset me? What's going on in me that I even allowed that to interfere with my peace of mind? Um, and I think that that's greatly lacking right now. You know, one of the, we, you were just talking earlier about accurately labeling. And I think that that's really true. We take a basic word like angry or mad. And there's a lot of angry people right now. Things are out of balance. There's a lot of uh, feelings of injustice or a lack of confidence in systems right now. And so the, res- the, the reaction, I'm going to say not the response, the reaction is, is anger or I'm, I'm mad about this. And in fact, if you do this reflective work, then you realize, okay, what do you do with anger? It's not going to be anything productive. It's going to be something destructive, right? So that's not going to be helpful to you or to others. But anger is really, it's a reaction to fear. So if you stop and instead of just focusing on how angry you are at a government or at a neighbor or, you know, whatever you're angry at, instead, if you focus on, that means I'm fearful of something, what Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of. And then you can take it deeper. The next thing would be to focus on, is there a real reason for me to feel fearful? Mm-hmm. Oh, this really is 2024 is the perfect year to talk about this because we are expecting, maybe anticipating some tumult. So instead of right now being angry about something that hasn't happened, if you look at it from a fear perspective, I'm afraid of whatever the thing is, the government's going to file, I don't know, the sun's going to blow up, <laughs> whatever, whatever catastrophe it is then you can ask yourself, but is that real? Do I really know that that's going to happen? Or is that fact-based? Or have I just been listening to some talking head tell me that the world- We're really good at making up stories. We're really good at it. (laughs) So once you start reflecting and asking yourself those questions, you can feel the the emotions start to subside. Mm -hmm. And same thing with your body. So the way you do it, same thing. So it's like, where am I holding this anger? Oh, I'm holding it in my stomach. Well, it's not really anger. Anger is just the expression of it. It's really fear. Hey, do I want to carry this fear in my gut, which is not good for you? Or do I want to look at this? And looking at it is not nearly as scary as most people think. I think people are scared of losing control. I think they, they fear looking at the fear because they don't ever look at it. They don't know how they're going to respond to it. They don't know, am I going to lose control here? Am I going to fly off the hand? Like they don't understand fully what self-regulation really is. And I think now it's very easy because we've turned into very quickly. I mean, we were already coming up to being a very online culture and now we've been forced into it, I think, before we were ready. And there's zero self-regulation online. And so you have a lot of people that are very angry and they're typing away and they're doing all of these things. Well, if this is our main source of communication with each other now, and we're kind of stepping away from the face to face and the, you know, I mean, look at the two of us right now, we're online with each other instead of in a studio together. You know, if we're doing this more and more, we got to figure it out. We cannot keep doing this, you know, vitriolic banter back and forth where we have no regard for other people's emotions or it's we're lacking self-regulation and empathy. And I think if those two things, if we can get those two things on track, then I think that we'll end up better for it. And we just need to figure out how we need to figure out how we're doing that. Yeah. And I think the decline in socialization has aggravated 
the emotional regulation part because we went a long time without having to regulate in in person with other people. Kind of fell off as a habit. You know, it's a muscle that we normally mm-hmm. work out all the time, and that muscle weakened when we were apart from each other for such an extended period of time. And simultaneously, that explosion in technology that, you know, it used to be the reason that they said people behave so badly in their cars. They would Mm. scream and yell at other drivers, throw them the finger, like whatever the things that they did, that they would never do it in person. And it's because they felt protected because they weren't in person with that person. They had a car around them. Well, we've taken that model and plopped it into technology. Say whatever you want. You can be as rude as you want. You don't have to be civilized. You don't have to worry about community. You don't need to be empathetic. But when you strip, that's humanity. That's what makes us human. And it's it's just not everyone, thank goodness. Um, But it's it's not conducive to us progressing and growing and solving the world's problems. It's just the opposite. And so I think if we practice good self-regulation online, that would maybe be a first step. I don't know how we do that, but that's truly, you know, just ask yourself, would you say this to the person face to face? Yeah. And I go online and I'll see, you know, oh, I just need to check something that's happening in the neighborhood. You know, I heard about something. I want to see what happened. So I'll go online and the neighborhood groups are the, my goodness, don't get me started. (laughs) um, You go on and then the very first remark, instead of it being about, oh, I hope everybody's okay, which would be like the normal human empathetic thing to do. The first thing is, oh, well, the people that drive these cars are just idiots. And what has happened? (laughs) Just... I mean, and then there's a part of me that wants to get on there and go to the person being mean, you know, how dare you? But then I'm, I'm not helping the situation. I'm, I'm perpetuating it. So it's difficult and it's hard to see it. And I, I do hope that we get to that point where we can start to really, I feel like now the younger group is starting to come to that point where they can recognize emotions because they're being taught these things at a much earlier age than we ever were. And I think we're on the right track. I just think it needs to be reinforced. And I think a lot of that does have to do with learning how to identify those emotions, you know, going outside of those basic fear and love, uh, anger, sadness, happy. We need to get further out on that, that tree branch and see what all those other emotions are, because I think that's what's really going to help us gain that empathy and then understand how we can regulate it ourselves so we're not flying out of control. It's important to label the emotion because as soon as you label something, this is just a common mindful practice. As soon as you label it, it starts to diminish. It's not like labeling people. This is labeling the emotions actually helps tame them. It's called name it to tame it. But if you don't know what the emotion is, you may not be taming it. And that's why the accuracy part is so important. So it's, you know, are you, are you irritated, frustrated, disappointed? There's a whole bunch of of those branches you're talking about that have different meanings or that come from different sources. And, you know, like an emotion like irritation, you don't have to do anything. If you just recognize it, label it, oh, I'm irritated. Do I know what I'm irritated about? Odds are you do. Somebody did something that irritated you. Then it's like, okay, it will pass. You don't, you yeah, don't. Not everything has this deep, you know, source to it. It could just be, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. <laughs> I'm a little irritated. Or if you're angry because you burned your hand on the stove or something, right? That's just, again, a normal response to your body's telling you, you did something, it's going to cause pain. It causes you pain. You're angry about it. But now 
it moves from, you're not going to stay angry about your hand, right? It, mm-hmm. That will go away. Your hand will take some time to heal, but the, the emotion will go away. But when it's anger at another group of people, or it's anger at yourself, like a deep anger, then you need to process it in order to heal from it. So pay attention to your feelings. And what is that feeling about? Where did it come from? Uh, don't judge it though. Can't say that enough times. Don't judge the feeling. Just recognize it's a signal. It's a packet of data that your system is sending to you to tell you some important information. Yeah. And I do feel like if we can do that as a whole, you know, we can better prepare ourselves for what's in the coming year and what's in the year after that and after that. And if we just keep flexing that muscle, that mindful muscle, which, you know, we try to tell you guys that all the time that, I mean, I'm not great at it. I have my moments where I react instead of respond and we're all human, but I think we're all needing to remember that we're all human and we have some great tips we'll give to you guys uh, in the next week or so with a meditation on identifying those emotions and and settling into it and kind of exploring them a little further. Uh, But if you need something in the meantime, we do have a meditation up on the YouTube channel right now. That's um, a mindful moment podcast. And that meditation is called dealing with difficult emotions. And that one explores a little more some of the heavier emotions, but it is helpful and it's a great meditation. So great. Good information. Thank you. Yeah. And I think too, you know, there's, if you turn on the news or you you're on social media, then you're hearing a lot of negative news. And I'm not saying to ignore the negative news, but I think, I think if we all step back and instead of turning on each other, which I'm seeing a lot of, you know, with different groups of people, if we understand that as, as a species, we, we are simply in a period where a lot of different factors are converging at one time, which is what makes this unusual. So between, you know, political strife, inflation, wars, climate change, it's like all of these things are happening at the same time. We can't solve all those things. But if we can learn to regulate our emotions, if we can be mindful about how we're feeling, then we can be the beginning of not spreading or adding to anyone's distress. Instead, Mm -hmm. we can start doing the opposite, which is feel empathy for people, including those that are different from us. And it spreads. So the more each of us takes responsibility for doing that, the better chance we all have of getting through. I hope this is the last disruptive year we have for a while and just trying to find the joy in life instead of focusing on blame and shame and destruction. We focus on the opposite. So I, that's my wish for this year. Yeah, I think that's my wish too. And I wish that uh, we can be more helpful to those of you that need it. And that if, you know, I wanted to say this too, that if you are one of those people where you're trying to figure out why the heck you're feeling the way you're feeling and you just can't, you cannot get to the bottom of it and there's no answers coming to you. That's okay. That's why there's professionals. And we would love for you to reach out to somebody. If you're still having those issues, we do have some links on our website uh, for you guys, if you need any help there, but I just wish that we can reach a bigger audience this year and hopefully help more people. So, yeah. So please let us know too. Uh, let us know if you have certain uh, challenges or a scenario where you're looking for guidance, because the odds are other people will have that same issue. And then we're happy to address it during the show. Yeah, absolutely. So just shoot us a comment in uh, YouTube, or you can even uh, go to our website, send us an email, and we're happy to connect with you there. So 
Thank you. And I, I'm, I'm excited, I think, to start again. We, hopefully, we're, we're over our burnout now. <laughs> Got to control our mental health, too. Got to take good care of ourselves. So, yeah. But we are looking forward to the new year, new format. We hope to hear from you. And again, the next episode will be a guided meditation on accepting and identifying accurately your emotions. And we hope to hear from you in the meantime. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We'll see you soon. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like Sleep Cove, Small Things Often, and Wake Me Up. This podcast is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and reading recommendations. A Mindful Moment is hosted by Teresa McKee and Melissa Sims. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.